670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, I uh, definitely found out yesterday when I went home from work why everybody was freaking out over uh, the roads yesterday morning. So I left downtown Boise. There was nothing. Yeah. No snow whatsoever. It, in downtown it, was, Boise. it was just as clear as could be. Yeah. And I, I traveled just a few miles. I, I live in Nampa now. Mm-hmm. And as I travel, the further east I get, the more snow I start to notice. And by the time I get to my house, um, which is kind of south east of Nampa, and almost directly south of Nampa. And I get home, and I have three inches of snow in my oh in my house. Nobody called us from uh, Boise yesterday to complain about the weather. All of the calls and and the driving conditions as well were from Canyon County. And I I just yesterday morning, as I mentioned, we were getting calls. It's like don't don't drive if you don't have to. And I I go outside and I look and yeah. I go, it's not even snowing. And yeah. I, so it was just weird. And then I got a uh, text message that I'm signed up to get messages from mm-hmm. in the uh, golf course um, out near Marsing. Oh, um, Riverbend, the, Riverbend. Yeah, with the, mm. the silo. Yeah, they they give you the uh, conditions. Yeah. Okay. And usually. When all the other golf courses were closed, I mean, they opened up a month before everybody else because it's usually warmer out there. Um, and the update I got yesterday from them was they had six inches of new snow and probably <laughs> wouldn't be opening until sometime next week. Six inches in Marsing? Six inches. So it seems like the further east you went, the more snow you got, which I guess makes a little bit of sense because of how horrible the road conditions were over the Blue Mountains, and mm-hmm. that was coming this way, and it, it finally hit as of yesterday. So, Of course, there was that 100-car pileup. Yeah, just and absolutely I, I crazy. Guess, I guess they had, what, three buses that, that had to come up and uh, pick up people and take them home. You know, while they were waiting at the top of the Blue Mountains. Yeah. Did you uh, see the uh, video that they got from overhead of that pile up and back up? up I, there? I didn't see it. Um, just absolutely amazing. And it's like one of the worst places that you could get into, you know, a hundred car <laughs> pile. I mean, there's no good places, but well, true. you have nothing you could do but wait for help. I mean, there's no place to pull off. There's no place to go, well, we'll go get some lunch or something here and just pull off and wait. No, you're stuck on that until they clear it out for you to get through. And it, it took hours and hours for them to uh, finally do that. So Then, let's see, yesterday there was uh, a police-involved shooting up on Fairview, and they blocked Fairview off for several yep. hours. That came uh, near the end of our show at, yesterday. Uh, Fairview and Liberty. And then uh, last night. I, I, at the beginning of the season, I, I didn't think I would ever, ever be able to say this. But good job to the Broncos. Foul shots won the game last <laughs> night. And it's a combination of foul shots. The foul shots that San Diego State's best player, if he makes his two foul shots with seven seconds left to go, they can't lose the game. And he's their best player. So when he missed the first shot, it's like, well, they could still win, or at least Boise State in seven seconds has a chance to tie. Yeah. Then he missed the second shot, uh-huh. and I'm like, and kudos to Leon Rice. And I know he gets a lot of criticism. I don't know why, because all he does is well, all win coaches get 20, 20 games a year, but people think he needs to be fired because Casey, he can't Casey, get to the NCAA tournament on a Casey consistent Stengel basis. And, and Belichick and Vince Lombardi, all John Wooden, everybody criticizes coaches. 
kudos to Leon Rice. Seven seconds left. He does not call a timeout. And kudos to the leadership on that team. This is uh, in the last five games, the second time that that's happened, where they don't call a timeout. They don't allow the defense to set themselves. And once again, it worked. And I kept... I kept saying, where's Shaver? Give it to Shaver. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Shaver, Shaver. Uh, instead, Key Jab went down, and even with seven seconds, I'm going, shoot it, shoot it. And I was getting nervous, and he goes to drive to the bucket right. and gets fouled. And so, as, as it turns out, he can shoot free he throws. He can shoot free throws. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going, just make the first one. If you make the first one, we know we can't lose. He makes the first one, and then all he has to do is make the second mm-hmm. one, and then there's a very small chance then that uh, San Diego State can win the game. So huge, huge win last night uh, against a very good team who had come in on a five-game win streak last night. Um, Did did you happen to see what the attendance was? Was I didn't see the attendance, but I did watch, and it looked like a huge crowd. I mean, it should have been, yeah. Yeah, all three levels. um, It looked like, a, and and they were very loud. Um, It was interesting because I watched it on CBS, and it was interesting to uh, hear the two announcers saying that it was one of the most physical games that they've seen all year. Really? Between and, and they played great defense. Both teams, again, played really good you defense. You remember Bob yesterday, Bob Beeler, said that this would be a, a game he uh, figured that the, the first team that made it to 50 would win. And it wasn't, it wasn't much different than that. Yeah, Boise State was the first team to make it to 50. Because neither team made it to 60. Yeah, and it, it was interesting because... San Diego State won for like or was ahead for like the first uh, oh I don't know six yeah, eight they, minutes or so they were up eight to two yeah at one point and then all of a sudden Boise State uh, I think scored twenty eight of the next thirty eight points yeah they went on a huge run which doesn't very often happen against San Diego State but then they led all the way up until there was about uh, twenty what twenty thirty seconds in the game and then San Diego State went ahead yeah. uh, until the uh, final score there of. Uh, Winning by one, but one's as good as 100. And once again, it was just a highly entertaining game. Congratulations. Boise State holds on. 21, what? First 20, place. 21 wins now for the season. Yeah. And that, that's how a, cool that's, is this? That's a team that deserves. 20, 22. Uh, oh, 22 wins. It's 22. That's how the, yeah, cool that's this a, is. That's a team that deserves uh, you know, a sold out uh, arena. 22 wins on two, 22, 22. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that cool? Maybe that maybe that's a sign that this is a team of destiny, <laughs> or or could be a coincidence, or it could be a coincidence. Yeah, but uh, very highly entertaining here's what, game. Here, here's what I want this team to do, but it's what I want the team to do every year: get to the NCAA tournament and win a game, because Boise State has never won a game in the NCAA no. tournament in in all the times that that the Broncos have been there. They, they've come close. They almost beat Michigan. They almost beat Louisville one time but have never won that uh, elusive game. So far, um, all the pundits say Boise State is in no matter what. Good. Now, if Boise State goes and loses their next four games and is out in the first game of the Mountain West and has a five-game losing streak, I don't know how that would, would be affected. I, I, that would be highly doubtful that that happens, but we I mean, say, there's a possibility. As we say, bulletins as they happen. Um, we're, they were talking last night about bracketology, and right now they have Boise State Slated as an eight seed. As a matter of fact, they have four teams in the NCAA tournament from the Mountain West. All of them are either eight or nine seeds. Here's here's what I wish for Boise State. Just don't just don't make Boise State play a play in game in Dayton again. Yeah, uh, if they're an eight or nine seed, that shouldn't happen. You know, and that shouldn't happen anyway. I don't know why they do that. The play in game should all be sixteen seeds. That's what I would think. That that would be fair. But 
I guess I'm not in charge for a reason. Who knows? I suppose. Uh, We'll talk more about this. If you want to give your thoughts, our phone lines are open. we got a lot to talk about today. We have a lot of winning to do. We'll tell you about that when we come back here in just a couple of minutes. Lots of stuff that you can win this morning, including Boise State basketball tickets for the next home game next Tuesday. You can win tickets to that. We'll give you the details coming up after sports. Right now, it's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli Wednesday. You know what that means. Jalapeno, bacon, Mm. potato, cheddar, and it's 15 degrees out. Today is definitely a soup day. Get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Good morning. There's not a ton of news to share, but as we are, again, big baseball fans around here, any update we can get on what's happening between Major League Baseball and the Players Association is kind of a big deal. So they had day two of in-person meetings on Tuesday, once again producing little progress towards a new collective bargaining agreement, while the league actually viewed the negotiations as a step backward. The union cut down on its proposal for players to enter arbitration after two years, from 80% of players to 75% of players, but countered that by asking for more, it's minimum salary structure. Instead of minimum salary raises of $25,000, the union asked for $30,000 each year of the deal. Since the Super 2 issue is a non-starter for the league, it viewed the combination of tweaks moving away from an agreement, not towards one. The league says it doesn't have the votes to expand Super 2 beyond the 22% who enter the system currently, so the union can ask for any movement above that but won't get it. Talks once again took place at Roger Dean Stadium, where the St. Louis Cardinals and Miami Marlins train. We'll keep you updated. I'm Rick Worthington. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Officers responded at 9.46 this morning to a call of a motor vehicle blocking the roadway here on Fairview near the intersection with Liberty. Callers reported that there was what they believe the driver of the vehicle trying to flag down other cars and they were concerned for his welfare. Officer responded to the scene. He was driving an unmarked police vehicle, but he was in full uniform and it was a police vehicle with police emergency lights. Uh, stopped, activated his emergency lights, had a brief interaction with the individual. Uh, and during that interaction, events transpired that made the officer feel compelled to discharge his weapon wounding the individual, and he immediately began life-saving measures. I am out of respect to the investigating agency and the prosecutor's office's wishes. I'm not going to elaborate any further at this time on that interaction. What I can say, though, is that the individual will be facing charges for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon on a police officer, um, and he will be facing those charges pending his release from the hospital. At this time, he's in stable condition. We expect uh, sometime in the near future that he will be released, and then his custody will be transferred over to the Ada County Jail. So that happened uh, just before the end of our mm-hmm. show yesterday. Uh, Police Chief Lee has also asked any members of the public who captured video or photos of the event to please reach out to Ada County Sheriff's Office so they can get a hold of those. The uh, officer involved in the incident, as expected, has been placed on administrative leave. That's that's, Boise mm, Police Department policy. Mandatory. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to watch um, this. I had somebody, it's like, you think they'll release the body cam of this incident? And it's like, well, based on the past, uh, they'll probably uh, wait 
Yeah. To release body cam footage. If, if they ever do. If they ever do, because uh, they'll want to wait to, I guess, present it in court if they need to present it in court. Um, but it'll be interesting to watch because we just know that, as the police chief said, that the officer deemed whatever happened was an imminent threat. So mm-hmm. we don't know if he had a gun, if he had some other weapon, but he deemed it as uh, a threat. And unfortunately for the police officer, yes, this is never a good thing that, you know, somebody has to be shot. As we just reported, he's being charged with uh, assault with a deadly weapon. So apparently he had something. Something, yeah. Like I said, they didn't say what it was, if it was a, a gun, a knife. Yeah. Lots of things could be deadly weapons, but the uh, police officer said thought it was, you know, enough of a threat that he uh, had to protect himself. As Promised, we have a lot of things that uh, we're going to be giving away this morning. So in addition to uh, the phone lines being open for you to participate in the show at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. The other reasons uh, we have tickets once again, we'll be giving this away every morning all week long. Bonnie Raitt will be here on August 14th, Idaho Botanical Garden. Uh, by the way, these are uh, $150 worth of tickets. Tickets are $75 for Bonnie mm. Rate. So um, this is a nice little prize that you can win this morning. Uh, if you didn't think you'd be able to afford to see Bonnie Raitt in concert, um, here's your chance to do that. We'll have a chance for you to win that coming up here for you this morning. We've got a $25 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs that we'll be giving away. And we have another pair of tickets for the final Boise State game. It's the end of the season already. I'm so oh, wow. sad. Uh, the final oh, home game for looking, Boise State is next Tuesday. Looking forward to the tournament, though. Yeah, uh, they'll be taking on Nevada next Tuesday, and hopefully, fingers crossed, they will be continuing to play to hold on to first place in the Mountain West. Um, tonight, there's a big game in the Mountain West, by the way. Colorado State takes on Wyoming. Mm, that is big. That's a really big game. Both of those two teams also expected to be in the Mountain West tournament, and right now, Wyoming only a half game behind Boise State. Um, going into tonight's game. So, so if they, yeah, so go Rams. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that way too. So, anyway, that's going to be going on uh, tonight. But we have your chances to win. As I mentioned, keep listening here. We'll give you those chances to win coming up here this morning. Lock in your speed dial 208 336 Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are, we are News Talk KBOI. Phone lines are open if you want to be a part of the show and take part in the show. That is something that we always encourage. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can call us toll-free, 1-800-529-5264. Email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. You can send us an instant message to our fan page on Facebook. Or you can also text us, which is the uh, same as our main number. Dow Futures, after being down, what, almost 500 points yesterday... At least as of right now, up 185 points. That's true. It's in the green. There's almost an hour for that to change. <laughs> volatility, volatility continues. Standard and Poor yesterday, by the way, officially entered correction territory, which means that they are down um, 10% or mm-hmm. more. So you've had the NASDAQ in correction territory, Standard and Poor in correction territory, Dow Futures I haven't officially hit correction territory, but on their way. It'll be interesting to see how what's going on with Ukraine and with sanctions that were put on by 
President Biden yesterday, among other nations that have also put sanctions that are supposedly supposed to help cripple economically Russia, if that is indeed enough pressure to get them to uh, stop what they're doing, uh, invading Ukraine. Does anything ever get Russia to stop what they're doing? Um, sometimes, I mean, you look at Russia, what was a, was a world power for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I think partly through sanctions put on by the United States and other nations that that took that power. Now they've granted they've, they've come back, you know, with Putin in power have started to uh, be a little bit more aggressive um, over the last decade or so. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think if, if these things, you know, are supposed to work the way they are. We're told that they're work, going to work. It, it eventually might put on enough pressure um, because a lot of the sanctions, and I don't understand a lot of them myself. Hopefully, Jeremiah Bates will be able to explain them a little bit later this morning. Um, but it, it's supposed to put massive amounts of economic pressure. The part that sucks is that to do that, you're putting pressure on the Russian people, who Russian people might not want to be doing any of this, but Putin's you know, it's his whole design. You right. want to put that's maybe the only way that you can get pressure on Putin is for the people to say, hey, look, we're going to get you the heck out of office with a coup or whatever. Like that hasn't happened in Russia before. <laughs> um, but maybe there'll well, be enough economic not, pressure there. Not in a couple of decades anyway. The part that sucks for us is Biden once again reiterated in the short term, um, we could be paying very high gas prices here in the United States. Wow. Bummer. That will suck. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, your phone lines are open if you want to get through right now. KBOI News Time 637. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Once again, you can always email Mike at KBY.com and Chris at KBY.com if you want to get through. Uh, Twisted District, 38th and Chinden in Garden City. Great place to get food. Uh, you got uh, craft beer. You got a full bar. Um, great food, by the way. Some of the uh, best brats and dogs you're going to get anywhere um, west of Chicago. Matter of fact, they have a Chicago dog uh, that you can get there. They also have uh, brats made from elk and buffalo, which, by the way, if you're wondering, you know, why, why that would be so good, mm-hmm. elk and buffalo, much less fat than pork or yeah. other parts. And they're, they're both, del- I just had some, some bison last night. Yeah. It's pretty good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's our sweet deal this week. Coming up at nine o'clock Friday morning, uh, you'll get a $50 uh, gift certificate. It's also good for beer for only $25. Twisted District, 38th and Chinden in Garden City. Once again, that goes on sale this coming Friday morning, 9 a.m., and it's another one of those that sell pretty quickly. So make sure that you're in on that Friday morning, kboy.com, and then just click on the Sweet Deal link if you would uh, like it. Probably sell out about as fast as we did uh, last week with our uh, Sweet Deals. Always sell out fairly fairly quickly uh coming up tonight boise state women's basketball back at extra mile arena for the uh tip-off once again um by the way that's coming up tomorrow night sorry uh tomorrow night their uh women's basketball team extra mile arena they'll be taking on nevada 6 30 p.m right here on your flagship bronco basketball you can hear all the women's games once again through the end of the season and into the uh NCAA, NCAA uh, championships 
um, once again on 670-KBOI. Speaking of sports, let's get a uh, check on what's going on with sports today. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian, the place to go for lunch every day. They're open Monday through Friday, or check that Saturday, Monday through Saturday, beginning at 10.30 today. Uh, their soup of the day every Wednesday. It's one of the most popular jalapeno bacon potato cheddar. Get in for lunch today and find out why they are rated the number one deli in the state of Idaho. Good morning. I imagine you guys are going to want to talk about some hoops today. As the Boise State men's basketball team swept San Diego State for the first time since 2015 with last night's 58-57 to win. Abu Kijan led the way with 21 points, making 9 of 11 free throws, including the tying and go-ahead ones with 1.7 seconds left. Najee Smith came off the bench to score 13. He also had two rebounds, two blocks, and four steals. And Coach Rice said he had a feeling that Smith would perform. Najee barely played last game, and he was locked in. He went and did extra work, got extra shots up, and I saw it. And I was like, this guy's ready to go. And sure enough, that was we needed those 13 points off the bench. With the win, the Broncos are now 22-6 and overall and 13-2 and in the Mountain West and remain all alone in first place in the conference. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Let's catch up on the rest of the games that were in the Mountain West last night. It was Fresno State that went into Air Force and beat them 65-40. to New Mexico uh, pretty much hammered by Utah State last night, 81-56. to New Mexico has really looked poor lately. And UNLV went into Reno and beat up Nevada 62-54. to One big game being played tonight, a reminder, Wyoming heads to Colorado State. It's a 7 p.m. game time. Uh, that game will be on CBS Sportsnet tonight if you want to watch. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Saw a story um, out of Los Angeles that L.A. seeks to ban rodeo events in the name of animal rights. I have two questions. Number one, how big is rodeo in the city of Los Angeles? In Los Angeles itself? I, I don't know. It seems like Rodeo is bigger in Los Angeles than Rodeo. Well, and that's the other question that I had. Does that mean that Rodeo Drive is going to have to change their name because you can't have rodeos anymore in Los Angeles? I don't know. That's the, the, Those are all very good questions. Somebody may be able to help me out with this. I just didn't think that you had rodeos going on in the do middle they, of Los Angeles. Do, I don't know. Do they think that uh, rodeos are cruel to animals? Yes. Is that the deal? Yeah, that's the deal. They they, they don't want rodeos, rodeo-related events, uh, events in which animals are encouraged to perform um, that may harm them. That makes sense. Like I said, uh, uh, you know, hey, it, it's, it's your rule. I just didn't realize. I mean, if you're making a rule for something that doesn't happen anyway, it sounds stupid. But maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't, I've never gone to Los Angeles for a rodeo before, so... Maybe they maybe rodeo is a big thing we just don't I've hear never, about. It. I don't think I've ever been out of state to a rodeo because I've never been to, you know, the big one in Pendleton or uh, NFR. You never been to Las Vegas for the NFR? No. Or or everybody know, should go to Calgary the, or Cheyenne or any of those places. Anybody, everybody should go to the NFR just once, just to be around the. I mean, it's just a blast. It, it's weird. Like country music stars will just show up in bars and start playing their music. And I've heard that. You know, two o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden, you get, you know, Travis Tritt or somebody coming in, Garth Brooks, and go, hey, you got a guitar? Do you mind if I play a couple of sets? No announcement. Just if you happen to be there, you get to see it. That's cool. Yeah. 
Um, coming up for you this morning in the 8 o'clock hour, another chance for you to pick up a $25 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. Uh, it's our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network for all your real estate needs or help with anything. You can call them today at 208-888-4128. Our question today uh, is winners today at the Olympics, as we all know, get a gold medal. That's not been always the case. In the original, early Olympics, instead of a medal, they got something else. What was it? Got to be specific on this. What was it specifically that they won instead of what is awarded today for the gold medals? If you know the answer, stick around. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, you'll be able to call 208-336-3700 to win. Your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. President Biden clearly angry that Russia's Vladimir Putin ignored calls for diplomacy. Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belonged to his neighbors. President Biden targeting wealthy Russians and their government, joining allies in cutting off access to loans and international banking, as well as supporting Germany's decision to cut off Russia's Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline. Short of going to war with Russia, President Biden's only option is crippling economic sanctions. We've cut off Russia's government from Western financing. It can no longer raise money from the West and cannot trade in its new debt on our markets or European markets. President Biden also targeting wealthy Russians and their access to foreign money, as well as supporting Germany in cutting off access to Russia's Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline. Well, the other shoe finally dropped. Every time I hear that name Nord Stream, I think, hey, there's a big sale this weekend at Nord Stream, so let's go over there. It's interesting. Um... Once again, in talking to Jeremiah Bates, mm. the uh, stock market hates uncertainty. And I guess that's proving true today because futures are up over 200 points as of right now. And you would have thought with sanctions that would most definitely, even as Biden has admitted, would cause higher gas prices here in the United States with some of the sanctions having to do with uh, oil. Mm-hmm. in uh, Russia, who is responsible for about 10 million barrels a day for the uh, rest of the world, the gas prices would go up. Yet here is the stock market. You know, you're looking at inflation and gas prices definitely going into that. And yet the stock market for the futures are up over 200 points. As of yesterday, they were down over 400. <sighs> well, I'm optimistic. Uh, Biden- I, have, I have no idea why. I just decided to be. Biden said the uh, first wave of U.S. penalties includes full blocking sanctions on two major Russian financial institutions, as well as on the country's sovereign debt. That means that um, we've cut off Russia's government from Western financing, so it can no longer raise money from the West, cannot trade in its new debt in our markets or European markets either. Biden said that the U.S. would also impose sanction on Russia's elites and their family members that will go into effect beginning today. I guess we talked about pressure mm-hmm. and, you know, that Russian people, this would ha- definitely hurt the Russian people yeah. who, who don't have a lot of say in what happens. It's not, you know, Russia is not a democracy. They don't get a vote. If they don't like Putin and his policies, they don't get to vote him out. That's true. He, uh, 
got a law passed that said that even though you can't have consecutive terms, I guess, as president or prime minister, you can simply switch with the prime minister and president just back and forth every couple of years, <laughs> which is what they've been doing. Sometimes Putin is the president of Russia. Sometimes he's the prime minister. So trying to put pressure on the citizens to do something about it, not going to work. So that that's why the oligarchs and Russian elites and their families, that's where the pressure can come from. The people who control the country with their money. They can put pressure on Putin saying, hey, look, <laughs> you're, you're killing us here. Yeah, no kidding. They can do an uprising, I guess. Um, what what does this mean? I don't know, you know, necessarily what a lot of this means um, as far as the penalties, you know, blocking sanctions on the Russian financial institutions, um, you know, helping to put pressure and cut off Russia's government financing for the elites in Russia. I don't, I don't know what that all means. I, I'm not an expert enough, even a little bit enough to, to know how that will affect if it, if it will have uh, an effect. And I, I don't know if anybody knows until, you know, this gets put into actual practice, which is supposed to begin today and then see how Russia responds. Mm-hmm. Will it cause them to back away from sending troops into Ukraine? Only time's probably going to tell. I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like Putin's attitude right now is let's invade Ukraine and see what happens. Could be interesting. Yeah. We're bored. <laughs> That's a hell of a reason. Yeah, boredom. To Yeah, to possibly start. We were bored, so we uh, started World War Three. A world war. Former Defense Secretary William, William Cohen uh, said it is one of the most perilous moments since the end of World War Two. He said, quoting here, I think we're at one of the most dangerous periods in our history, certainly since 1945. The danger that we face here is that once we take a step and then Putin responds to it, the cycle then tends to escalate. Putin, you remember, on Monday ordered troops into two pro-Russia separatist regions in eastern Ukraine that he declared independent from Ukraine and in need of military protection. The uh, regions didn't declare that they needed help. Putin declared that they needed help. This is going to be interesting uh, to walk. I, I, Biden has already said on multiple occasions there will not be U.S. troops that will be sent in to uh, fight for this. But I don't think we've heard the last word on that sort of thing yet. Yeah, so I, that that I mean, would be my guess. You, you just don't know. If, if this continues to escalate, and I'm no expert, but you know, I would think a former defense secretary, you, you better pay attention to him because if he's saying this is the most dangerous period in our history since 1945. He could be wrong, but uh, chances are he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he, he definitely knows a little bit more than uh, you or I probably do uh, about defense. So, um, unfortunately, diplomacy... And negotiations failed, and this is where we are at as of right now. A lot of what's going to be happening and how this affects us, uh, I don't know. How does it affect people here in Idaho? Jeremiah Bates is going to be with us in uh, just a couple of minutes. Um, He will be talking a little bit about that in in what has happened, how it will affect us here in the United States as far as economically, um, but especially how it will affect us here in Idaho because we're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I'm sure when Russia looks at the United States – you know, Idaho doesn't even come into their thought process at all. But, you know, us here living here, we want to know how it's going to affect us. 
Is it going to have an effect even more on inflation as Biden has admitted that this, what they're doing with the sanctions are going to cause an increase in gas prices because of sanctions on the uh, oil? There are always unintended consequences. And uh, it's always a number of people who suffer in some way. The the country uh, being sanctioned and the country uh, sanctioning. You're you're right, because we, we give up things that we would normally do, too. Now, one interesting thing that could happen here that could help with the oil situation is, you know, something that isn't being talked a lot about, but apparently there are negotiations right now with Iran. We've had sanctions on oil with Iran, and if we're able to sign, you know, agreement on nuclear weapons, and which apparently we're in the process of trying to do, that it could open up oil to be exported from Iran once again. Once again, a huge, used to be a huge oil exporter, but because of sanctions that were put on, uh, tightened those down. So could be a, a possibility of maybe making a new, new agreement with Iran that could help with uh, oil. The other thing that Biden could do that some people say is just let people start drilling and fracking again in the <laughs> United States. You know, you've shut that. You've shut that down. You could you could get you know ten million barrels a day extra from just people here in the United States if we would just open that up. So, KBY News Time seven fifteen. As I mentioned, we'll talk a little bit more about this, how it affects us, on the way in just a few minutes. Right now, though, it's time for another check on sports with Rick Worthington. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Get in for lunch today and every day, Monday through Saturday. They're they're every morning early, making their food from scratch so that you can have a delicious lunch. Good morning. Well, as we start to get towards the end of February, basketball fans start to think about the NCAA tournament. And if you're a Boise State men's basketball fan, you got to be pretty excited with where the Broncos are right now, not only in beating San Diego State last night, but at where the uh, experts really see Boise State in the grand picture of college basketball. So Joe Lenardi, he is a bracketology expert. And yesterday, he updated his latest bracketology. And he has Boise State in the NCAA tournament right now as a number seven seed going into the tournament. Now, a lot still has to happen, and there are some very good teams that are still kind of on the bubble, which include San Diego State, which didn't do themselves any good in losing that game last night. But the top overall seed would be Gonzaga, The first team out would be SMU, and the last team in, at least before last night's loss, was San Diego State. Again, Joe Lenardi has Boise State as a number 7 seed going into the tournament in his latest bracketology. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 722. Normally we'd be talking to Jeremiah Bates here. I don't know if he's going to be uh, calling in, but apparently he has access to talk to us uh, live from his home. Uh, Not currently working. That's too bad. At the moment, um, so usually if uh, that happens, he usually calls in, but don't know if we're going to get that call in uh, or not this morning. Headlines today say U.S. stock futures bounced Wednesday after the uh, S&P 500 closed in correction territory. You were mentioning that earlier as tensions between Russia and Ukraine escalated. The Dow on Tuesday fell uh, 483 points or 1.4% for its fourth straight negative session. 
At one point, the 30 stock average had been down more than 700 points. The good news is this morning, we're seven minutes ahead of the opening and the Dow is up 241 points. So not, uh, as of right now, going to call all that back, but at least we're going to be in the green to start the day. Lowe's on Wednesday surpassed quarterly earnings and revenue expectations and raised their full year forecast for each of those as Americans apparently are buying and fixing up and renovating their homes in a tight real estate market. I also saw um, yesterday's story, Home Depot. I didn't see the total that they were down yesterday, but Home Depot caused, uh, as far as the 400 and some odd points Mm -hmm. uh, being down in the Dow, uh, over 220 of those points came from just Home Depot. So Home Depot was way off, and uh, a good portion of why the Dow was they, down a bunch yesterday was because yeah, of Home Depot. They they, they reported their earnings uh, for the quarter day before yesterday, and yeah, they were not doing so well. Yeah. Apparently not as many people are going to be staying home and working on their homes and remodeling now that COVID uh, <laughs> sanctions are being lifted. So that may change. Across the uh, country, yeah, because Lowe's, places like Lowe's, uh, Home Depot, Walmart, all those home fix-it places were doing fantastic because people couldn't go anyplace. So instead of spending all their money, some of that government free money um, paid for by the taxpayers um, was being sent uh, spent on remodeling their homes, <laughs> yeah. improving their homes. And so they're predicting that there won't be as much spending going on this year uh, as far as that is concerned. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. As we mentioned, we have a lot of things to give away this morning. You want to go see a great concert, Bonnie Raitt. Uh, both Chris and I have seen her in uh, concert. It's been a little while since I've seen her, uh, but I did watch some video of her yesterday. Um, still sounds great. She is going to be at Idaho Botanical Garden coming up on August 14th. <laughs> You say it's been a while since I've seen her, and I'm thinking to myself, I just saw her not too long ago. It was, what, 1996? <laughs> that, was only, I, that was only 26 years ago. That that's, may that's be about long. the uh, time that uh, I saw her, too. Yeah. And like I said, I got to see her in a hotel room. Now, granted, it was a suite, so it was a big hotel room, maybe 1,000 square feet. And just to be clear, there were other people there as well. Yeah, about yeah. 10, 12 other people. So there were about, you know, around 15 people or so watching Bonnie Raitt put yeah. on an acoustic concert. It was pretty that, cool. That, that's I have to admit, it was pretty cool. If, if you're in music radio, not everybody gets to do it, but occasionally, especially if you're a program director, you get to go to all these uh, showcases yep. that, that new artists or uh, you know existing artists decide to have when they have a new album coming out. And, and quite often, they are quite intimate uh, affairs. I've seen a couple of different acts where they just uh, put us into a, a restaurant that was otherwise closed, and we sat there and ate. And uh, listen to the you know listen to the music. Yeah, the was, showcases are fun. I was going to mention that we also got free booze and free food. Well, there's that. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool too. So, uh, stick around. We'll have a chance for you to win that. We also have tickets. Final home game, by the way. Boise State taking on Nevada next Tuesday. We've got your pair of tickets uh, to that. That's on the way sometime within the next hour. Keep it right here, News Talk KBOI. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk. KBOI. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Oh, life. Good morning. Thanks for being patient. You're on yeah, News hey, Talk KBOI. You. Good morning to you. we got about a minute here. Yeah, that's all I need. I can even be, do it in less than a minute. Um, you know, we settle things in the Western world by uh, voting. And I can't see why the Biden administration and all of our people here 
people from Idaho, our congressional people, are not saying, let's just take those two parts of, uh, of uh, Ukraine that are um, disputed. Let those people vote and not let people transfer in and out of there, you know, trying to build up the uh, voting population. They have to have been there for a long time. So that's, uh, that's very obvious. Then but how, how do you do that without force? Well, you don't do anything with force. You just let the people vote within that area, and everybody backs away that's going to use force and say the force is not the answer here. Okay, These but how, people... how do you stop Russia then from using force? I, I mean, it's easy to say no, you can't. we back away, but if Russia enters like they have, then they've used force. Like, so it's like you can't say everybody just back off and not use force and let them have free elections because Russia's not allowing it. No, of course. I understand that. I'm just saying that that makes Russia look bad because they're not allowing the people to vote. I don't think they care. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Putin they have. doesn't care. I don't think they feel a lot of shame about that sort of thing. Well, then, hey, but uh, at least we have to do it. We're, we should just uh, back off of this confrontation and propose that. I haven't heard anybody proposing it, so I'm mad, and I'm going to call everybody I can well, in Congress and tell I'm them. I'm sure the United States is all for that, and I'm sure Ukraine would yeah, probably right. like it, too. The problem here is... Is the Russians in the room? Not the United States administration. They're trying to create a new reset and take the whole world down so they, you know, we're going to have a world government. They don't care about voting. So that's my opinion. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. KBY News Time 736. Phone lines are open. As mentioned, keep listening. We got a chance for you to win those tickets. Boise State's final home game next week. Another big crowd last night. Uh, so great to hear the crowd when you have that many people in there getting behind the team. You have one more chance to be able to see them. They'll take on Nevada next Tuesday night. We've got your tickets sometime within the next 45 minutes. Keep it here. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. House Bill 547 makes it illegal to knowingly take someone else's ballot and transport it, even if you have their consent. But exceptions are in place for elected officials, postal service workers, private mail delivery service, someone related to the voter by blood, marriage, or adoption, or someone who lives in the household, like a roommate. That uh, House bill. So it's illegal to do unless you're practically anybody. Yeah. Okay. Bill 547. So family or household members, roommates, they would be able to collect up to six ballots at a time. Does it sound like they will crack down hard on this? I don't know how they would. I mean, you would have to follow around and go, oh, look at that. That guy has seven ballots that he's taking to the... Maybe it'll be one of those things. Drop like, off. Like we if, better stop him and check it. Like at the airport, it'll be one of those things. Uh, do these ballots belong to somebody else? No. Okay, then. <laughs> and once again... Did you pack your own bag? Sure. Okay. You're able to collect up to six ballots at a time. Not six ballots total. So say you live in a household... Uh, where you have nine people who are allowed to vote and eight of them don't want to go and vote and want you to take your ballots for them. You can still do that. You just have to make two trips. That's a large, weird household. I, I know. That's, I mean, people that are complaining, it's like, well, it limits it to six people that you can take their ballots in for. No, it limits six at a time, not six total. <laughs> um, it would, You can just keep... Making trips all day long. As mentioned there, it would also uh, limit ballot handling to election officials, mail carriers, 
family or household members make it a misdemeanor for someone to get caught with another voter's ballot. Someone paid to collect ballots by anyone other than the voter or caught with more than 10 ballots would face a felony. The uh, bill passed the House and now goes on to the uh, Senate where they will discuss it and vote on it. Your thoughts, if you want to weigh in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us. In the meantime, we'll take a quick uh, break here for sports. One more time with Rick Worthington. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian, the place to go. It's soup season and definitely a soup day. 13 degrees outside. You might want to get three bowls, one to eat and two to stick your feet in. Um, today, jalapeno, bacon, potato, cheddar. It'll warm you up just because it's hot and also the uh, afterburn with the uh, jalapeno. It's delicious soup, one of their most popular. Get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli today. Good morning. That was a great night for basketball last night as the Boise State men's basketball team won another close Mountain West game. This time, a win over San Diego State at Extra Mile Arena, 58-57, to and the Broncos now get their 22nd win of the season. Abukijab hit two free throws with 1.7 seconds left to lift the Broncos to the win. He was tripped driving towards the basket in the closing seconds to change a 57-56 deficit to a 58-57 lead. Coach Rice on Kijab's knack to get to the line. He's going to draw some fouls, and he's one of the best in the in the country at doing that. And Boy, I'm glad he drew that last one. Kijab finished with 21 points and made 9 of 11 free throws. With the win, the Broncos are now 13-2 in the Mountain West and remain in first place. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. There were a few other games in the Mountain West last night. Just to give you an idea what happened, it was UNLV that went in and stomped Nevada in Reno last night, 62-54. to Utah State, a big winner over New Mexico, who's been slumping. 81-56 to was the final on that one. And Fresno State went in and beat Air Force last night pretty good, 65-40. to Big game tonight being played in Fort Collins, Colorado State hosting Wyoming. I'm Rick Worthington. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 7.53, he's Chris Waltman, Mike Casper. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Once again, uh, you can be a part of the show. Give us a call, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about this. Uh, a group of boosters uh, got together yesterday. Um, Michigan boosters uh, talking about the, uh, I guess you call it the brouhaha, the dust up between Coach Howard and Coach Guard of Michigan and Wisconsin, and uh, the the fight that ensued after the uh, little altercation uh, amongst the coaches. Um, I I didn't think it was racist, but uh, apparently, according to these booster, boosters, what's happening around this, the fallout. After the fight and the fact that uh, Juwan Howard um, has been suspended for five games by Michigan, the university, uh, and fined. Uh, Wisconsin coach guard has also been fined by the university. Um, the uh, boosters claiming this was uh, a racist deal. We have gathered to send a clear-cut message. We will not stand for the racism that is being promoted by the University of Michigan or the University of Wisconsin. It is very clear to us that Coach Guard 
was the initiator of this circumstance. Mm -hmm. If Coach Guard would have never touched Jawan Howard, we wouldn't be standing here right now. Right. Not, right. At right. Not at all. Absolutely. If Coach Guard would have walked by like coaches do all the time, all the time, and have went about his business, we would not be standing here right now. Right now. Right. So for us, for for the University of Michigan, to be issuing apologies without demanding apology from University of Wisconsin. We see that as racist. That's right. That's right. We are demanding that the University of Michigan hold accountable the University of Wisconsin. We are demanding that the University of Michigan not only hold accountable and the Big Ten Conference not only hold accountable the uh, Big Ten Conference and, and the University of Wisconsin, but they also should be demanding apology from Coach Guard. That's right. That's right. And yeah. under no circumstances, no circumstances will the black community, under no circumstances, will black students here at University of Michigan stand for the firing and the public lynching of Jawan Howard. Ouch. Public lynching. I want to get a couple of those. A couple of public lynchings? No, a couple of guys that stand over my shoulder and no matter what I say they re they repeat <laughs> they repeat the last word and go yeah I get I mean there's enough blame to go around coach guard I agree should never have touched coach Howard but once again to make this racist I don't get it I, I just don't get it I get it there was a black coach and a white coach Nathaniel I'll ask you again how long have you been black uh, almost 26 years now in your opinion, as the only black person on this show, is it racist for what happened there and, and the fallout after the fight? Absolutely. I mean, he hasn't been fired. John Howard hasn't been fired. I, I don't think it is because there's a difference between what grabbing somebody's arm and slapping them in the head. That's not anywhere near the same thing. And I also, I'll, I'll just say, if this was the first time that John Howard had had something like this happen... You probably wouldn't have seen a five-game suspension, but it's like the twelfth time or yeah, something. Yeah, it, it? it's not the first time that this has happened. So also the term "public lynching." Yeah, I, I didn't like that, that at all. Was... But like I said, I'm I'm a white person, so I don't know if I'm allowed to even say I don't like the term of you know saying, "Hey, this is a public lynching." No, it's not. Nah, they're getting a little uh, little liberal with that phrase, and that's not. Uh, I think that's supposed to be reserved for some pretty major stuff. So is it, is it the phrase you don't like, or the actual lynchings themselves? All of the above. <laughs> okay. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, if you want to weigh in, please feel free. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Congratulations going out to Jerry Williams. Caller number six picked himself up a pair of tickets to see the final home game, Boise State's final home game, Extra Mile Arena, next Tuesday night, taking on Nevada. Nevada got beat last night. UNLV is looking really, really good again. Um, UNLV uh, won handily against Nevada last night, uh, of course, this weekend. Boise State goes to Las Vegas to take on UNLV. Once again, their best player, 
29 of their 65 points. Wow. So I, I, I would say if Boise State can shut him down, they, they can win the game. Unfortunately, well, they sound, tried to do that last time. I was going to say, sounds like it, but yeah. Yeah, they tried. Bryce Hamilton, they just could not shut him down. He scored almost half their points in the game against Boise State. Boise State still pulled out a win. Um, but uh, that'll be a fun game to listen to coming up here this coming Saturday. And for those of you who want to hear our games on uh, 93.1 FM, good news for you. You'll be able to hear Boise State take on UNLV coming up Saturday on 670 KBOI and 93.1 FM. So you'll be able to hear it on uh, both frequencies. So I know there are a lot of people that say, hey, I'd love to hear it. It's much clearer when I get a when I get a listen on 93.1, mm-hmm. so it will be happening. Congratulations last night on yes, a huge uh, win for Boise State. As, uh, as Stevie Dan said, AFM, no static at all. Number 22 on 2-22-22. I don't, me- I don't know if it means anything or not, but it still is pretty cool. House oh, members. It's impossible for 22 me- wins not to mean anything. Yeah, well, I'm, just the fact that it happened on two on Tuesday, 2-22-22. <laughs> 22, and it was a Tuesday. Uh, House members railed against the evils of gambling yesterday. Contend, uh, they condemned the governments of Australia, the United Kingdom, and Canada. They quoted George Washington and more, but then they went ahead and passed House Bill 607. That's the bill to allow Powerball to continue to be offered here in the state of Idaho. Even after the game extends into Australia and the UK, those evil, evil countries. The bill passed 41 to 25, now heads to the Senate. Representative Heather Scott, who led the move to kill a similar legislation in committee last year, told the House yesterday, it's expanding gambling into two countries and into Canada, which is pretty much turned into a dictatorship, and then to communist countries, and I don't think that we need to expand into those countries right now. Quoting here, this is Representative Scott, I don't like the fact we're, fact we're going into communist countries. It just doesn't make sense that Idaho wants to expand our gambling into communist countries. Such as? such as, Obviously, the UK and Australia, Chris. At the close of her debate, she said, I don't know why you're all laughing, but I don't appreciate it, Mr. Speaker. Seriously, they were laughing? Wouldn't you, if you got you heard somebody that is a legislative le- leader calling Australia and the UK I, communist countries? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'd laugh. I might really loudly roll my eyes. Um, repre- even hear him going. Representative Monk said he's no fan of gambling and would support doing away with it in Idaho entirely, but the Idaho Constitution now authorizes a state lottery. He said as far as going into communist countries, he said, um, so the UK, our estranged mother, I don't believe is a communist country. Representative Sally Toon of Gooding noted that Canada and Australia are parliamentary systems of government and not communist. Never have been communist. Never have been communist. So if that's your excuse is you don't want the Powerball to go into communist countries, as far as I know, I haven't even heard, heard talk of it going to China, I, I would say congratu- North Korea. Congratulations to you, because it's not. <laughs> yes. It, it worked. You win. Yeah, so if you wonder why they were laughing at you, that, that's why. You called, you called uh, Canada a dictatorship, and you called uh, UK and Australia well, communist. Based on the last week, other people have been calling Canada a dictatorship, too. Yeah. Because uh, Prime Minister Trudeau just kind of wants everybody to do what he wants them to do, but uh, that's not unusual. You know, they want to wear masks and things in Canada and, and make it mandatory for everyone. Granted, some of the things that they, that the prime minister did with this emergency powers act 
freezing bank accounts. Right. Be, identifying people who had given money to the convoy and the truckers and then freezing their accounts because they had given money. Uh, I saw one story of a single mother who had given $50 and froze her bank account and wasn't able to feed her kids because she had no money to feed her kids. Then why was she donating to causes? Well, I'm guessing she probably had uh, more than just $50 in her bank account. Oh. Yeah, good point. But once her bank so, account oh, was frozen. You mean afterwards she didn't have money? Yeah, okay. yeah, because they froze her bank account. So, so, she they were, they so, were, she, so she didn't have credit cards or anything then? Um, I, my guess is that the credit cards might be through her bank. Ah, that would make sense. So like my credit card through U.S. Bank. So mm-hmm. if you freeze my bank account, I'm probably not going to be able to do anything. It's interesting how they're able to, and I, I saw this uh, meme on Facebook, um, they're, they're able to identify all the people that had you know, given money to the truckers and the convoy and freeze their bank accounts. Um, but here in the United States, we can't identify um, any of the people that took part in the thing going on with Ghislaine Maxwell and freeze their bank accounts. I wouldn't say we couldn't find anybody involved. Well, they haven't yet. I mean, none of them have been... Convicted. Convicted, identified, or had their bank accounts fro- frozen. Why don't we freeze their bank accounts? Or even brought up on charges. Or brought guess, up on yeah. charges, yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Hold on, coming back uh, here after sports, Bronco Sports Today. We're uh, going to give you a chance to get a $25 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs with our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. We'll get to that right now after Bronco Sports Today. Download the 670-KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 822, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Linda is going to get first crack at it. All right, Linda. Uh, first of all, want to let you know, you have to be specific with your answer. All right? Our question, winners today of the Olympics, we all know, get gold medals. That hasn't always been the case, though. Winners in the ancient uh, Olympics originally got something else besides a medal. What did they win when they won their contest? Olive wreaths around their neck. Uh, We'll go ahead and accept that. Close enough, a crown of olive branches. So it, it wasn't around their neck. They actually put it on their head as a crown. So close enough. Linda, congratulations. You've got a $25 gift certificate. Once again, you'll go to Biscuit and Hogs and enjoy breakfast or lunch. Have you ever been there before, Linda? Yes. All right. Love it. You know just how good it is then. Hold on the line. Yeah. Get some information from you. Still on the way this morning. We're not done giving away stuff. We got got tickets to Bonnie Raitt once again. Coming up before 10 o'clock, you'll have a chance to win tickets to see Bonnie Raitt, August 14th, Idaho Botanical Garden. Uh, These are worth some bucks, $75 a piece. So you got $150 Worth of tickets to see Bonnie Raitt, August 14th. Stay right where you're at. Sometime before 10 o'clock, you'll have that chance to win. Uh, just be ready to call at 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. News coming up here at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, taxes have uh, been one of the main things that the uh, Idaho legislature has dealt with so far this session. When we come back... Senator Jim Rice has an interesting take on uh, testimony that he is going to give in a proposal for property taxes that include raising our sales tax. 
We'll get your thoughts. He was on with Nate Shellman yesterday, and we'll give you what he had to say about that when we come back here in about 10 minutes on News Talk KBOI. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 835, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Once again, you want to be a part of the show, easy to do. Our phone lines are open right now at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Those are also good numbers to remember because we have those tickets. Bonnie Raid, August 14th, Idaho Botanical Garden. Sometime within the uh, next hour or so, you'll have a chance to win those. A couple of emails to uh, get to that have come in through the morning. Uh, haven't had a chance to get to uh, as of yet. Um, so the Canadian Prime Minister takes dictatorial control, freezes people's accounts, and other wholly authoritarian and dictator measures, but they're currently not a dictatorship. Australia arrests people for Facebook posts talking about protesting COVID restrictions. Is the PRC a republic now? Actions speak louder than the words. Uh, these actions tell us what the country is, not dubious descriptors. Or descriptors. Perhaps the representative wasn't as elegant as eloquent as she could have been but she isn't wrong yeah factually she is wrong doesn't matter if she was eloquent or not australia canada and uk all are parliamentary forms of government just because you think they're dictatorship or um communist doesn't make it so if you want to look at the differences look at communist china and then compare that to the uk and you can see a whole bunch of differences there of course will be similarities but uh, they don't go so far as, as to be a communist. Look, and I'm the first person that didn't like what Canadian Prime Minister did with the uh, mm-hmm. Emergency Powers Act. In the United States, uh, we have executive privilege where they, they uh, you know, can just write an executive order. And then at least for a while until it gets struck down in some way, you have to do what yeah. the president wants you to do. And, and that's pretty much the same in all countries, it's, that uh, whoever is the not necessarily the monarch, but the head of state can usually make decisions like that unilaterally. Just because, and, and all, every president has done this, uses, the president uses an executive order to do something, that doesn't mean we all of all of a sudden become a dictatorship just because he used executive powers. Um, the executive powers that Biden used to try and make everybody, or try to have OSHA make everybody, who had more than 100 employees get vaccinated, struck down by the courts. It's going to be going to the Supreme Court, yeah. but all the in, other courts a, struck it down before a, it's gone to the Supreme Court. In a dictatorship, nothing is struck down by the courts. No. <laughs> in a dictatorship, if the court strikes something down, he'll probably use a gun and strike them down. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, factually, it's just not a, right. A brand new court. Yeah. Um, another one, uh, Robin writes in, Hi, Chris and Mike. Uh, you know the story about Crying Wolf? I was waiting for the racism argument to come out on the Michigan-Wisconsin story. If there is proof that racism happened, show it, period. It's appalling to accuse someone of racism when it isn't there. Happy Wednesday. She was talking about the uh, audio we played from Boosters of Michigan saying that what happened to Juwan Howard is racist and a public lynching. Yeah. Essentially, they see it as just two coaches getting into a scuffle and only one of them getting into trouble for it. But one sort of shoved the other guy aside and the other one smacked the, the, the other in the face. So, yeah. Well, and it the, wasn't really even shoving the guy aside. He just grabbed his arm. And hmm. granted, I don't think he should have touched him in any way, shape, or form. You, you should never touch another person. 
but you know it, it was Howard was walking by and and he had made a comment and coach guard grabbed him you know by the arm to make his point and of course he didn't al- like it already Howard's hackles were up because apparently the timeout just really made him bat- mad with Wisconsin already in control um, and very little time left in the uh, game. So he basically the uh, accusation is said, I'll always blank and remember that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sonny writes in on the topic of equal pay for women's and men's soccer players. This is uh, ruling came out uh, yesterday that there was agreement put in place. Was it $23 million will be shared between the uh, women's soccer team that weren't paid as much as the men's soccer team? I don't recall the exact amount, but essentially they won. It's about a third less than what they were trying to get, but still quite a bit of money. Uh, Anyway, on the topic of equal pay for women's and men's soccer players, how long until all the transgenders start appearing on the women's teams? Can we get a quote from Megan Rapinoe on when this will happen, we all, all know it will. Women's sports are over. Don't believe me? Uh, just watch the uh, Ivy League swim meet. It will be interesting to uh, watch. The NCAA tournament gets underway, I think, next week for uh, swimming. And even though Laya Thomas set new records, won um, her meets that she competed in and will be going to the NCAA tournament, over the weekend, the, the times that she swam were not the fastest times in the nation. There were other f- actual female members of swim teams that swam faster than she did in the meets that she competed in. Yeah. Just not in the Ivy League championship. Right. Now, that did she swim just fast enough to win her? <laughs> Her contest, is she able to swim faster if she has to when it comes to the NCAA meets? Um, this thing isn't going away before the NCAA, so we'll find can out you, in the swim meets that happen now, uh, beginning next week. Can you see women's sports becoming as in, intense with uh, boosters and, and whatnot as men's sports and uh, all of the coaches going, okay, we're going to win this season. Get me some guys. <laughs> Possibly. I, I don't I know. Guess. I don't know. I don't know. It seems it is, a little far-fetched, I suppose. I guess, I guess here's a question that I have. And when it comes to soccer, and I get it, the women's team has been way, way more successful than the men's team. True, they've won the, uh, the, the World Cup. Men's team hasn't even qualified for the World Cup in the last decade, I don't believe. Uh, women have won it, what, five and, times, something and, like that? And the men have never won it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I get that they've been way more successful. Now, here's what I don't know. I don't know if women's soccer brings in more money. I don't know if men's soccer brings in more money. However, I will say, if women's soccer brings in more money than the men bring in... Then pay them more. Then the women should be getting paid more. Mm -hmm. However, if they're not bringing in as much money as the men, then the men deserve to be paid more. And I don't know what the money situation is. I really don't. George Steinbrenner uh, said, uh, you know... Some guys uh, in, enjoy uh, long ball hitters and strikeout pitchers and stuff like that. And He was being asked what kind of player he likes for the Yankees. And he says, I like the kind of guy who puts the butts in the seats. Yeah. In other words, people show up to see that person, whether he's good or just controversial. The question I have is this, because you have a similar situation. I know it's not the same, 
But you have the WNBA and the NBA, mm-hmm. and they all fall under kind of the same umbrella, just like the soccer well, teams. Yeah, they're own, um, the same organization. Yeah. So if you see this, how long is it going to be before the WNBA players say, wait a minute, since the soccer players, the female soccer players, you know, sued and won and got as much pay, how soon will it be before we start seeing the top players in the WNBA making mm-hmm. $80 million salaries? I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the WNBA, as far as merchandising and things like that and, and ticket sales, doesn't generate as much money. Oh, not even close. As, as the NBA, which is why the salaries aren't uh, in line with, with the men. But I wonder, and that's, that's why I ask, and I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing it out there, you know, because like I said, I, I totally agree. If women are bringing in more money for the women's yeah. soccer, then they should be paid more money even than the men. Well, let's just take that as kind of a, a, a rule for any workplace. Whoever's bringing the yeah, most money yeah. they probably should get the most rewards. However, if they're just saying, no, it should be equal pay, everybody should be getting paid equal, um, no matter how much money they're bringing in, if that is the case, then... then the question would be, okay, how long is it the WNBA yeah. going to sit there and go, wait a minute, we get paid one <laughs> one hundredth of what our NBA cohorts get paid. A, we want to get paid equal, too. I had a friend who owned a small restaurant, and he uh, used to pay the waitresses different amounts and the cooks and whatnot based on part of it was experience, but also part of it was how good they were. Mm-hmm. And, and one gal was complaining very loudly one day that uh, – Another waitress had gotten a 50 cent per hour raise and she'd only gotten a, a 25%. And my friend just said, well, she's better than you. Well, that's not fair. Better is fair. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. I know. Um, Rod writes in, Afghanistan gave Putin the green light to do whatever he wanted. That's why he's doing what he is now. He saw Biden lie to our generals and to America. It was obvious how weak he is, just like Obama. Now China feels that they can do the same, take Taiwan. You want to see a world mess? China is emboldened now also. I don't think okay, China's ever you, I think China, China's ever not been emboldened. Uh, Frank's, Frank asks this uh, question. So the guy who was waving the gun around downtown Boise last week, who is he related to? Boise police not identifying this guy. He waves a gun around at the corner of 8th and Main on a busy Saturday night. Police show up. He runs off. He gets arrested. Yet Boise police will not identify him. Come on. What are they hiding? Does our progressive mayor have anything to say? Is it true Uh, it was her husband? They're hiding his name. Yeah, I I don't know if there's a specific reason why uh, he hasn't being named or or not. I was just answering the question. He says, if they won't release his name, what are they hiding? And the answer is his name. His name. Yeah. Um, 845, we'll take a break. One final check on traffic and weather. When we come back, as promised, uh, legislation aimed at uh, property taxes cleared the House yesterday. Um, That that might not be the big story uh, of the week. Uh, Idaho State Senator Jim Rice going to give testimony um, on a proposal on property taxes that he has. Interesting proposal. He was on with Nate Shellman yesterday to explain it in layman's terms so we can all understand it. We're going to let you hear it, and we're going to get your thoughts. I know a lot of people who own homes want something done with property taxes. Would this work? Don't go away. We'll give you uh, the details of his proposals when we come back. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 852-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You might want to use that uh, phone line after we uh, hear 
conversation between uh, Idaho State Senator Jim Rice and Nate Shellman yesterday uh, appeared on his show. By the way, you can hear the whole podcast if you would like. Um, there's much more than what I'm going to play for you uh, right here. This is just a highlight. Senator Jim Rice, uh, as a matter of fact, today going to be giving testimony on uh, property tax proposal. And uh, he was on yesterday, and uh, kudos to Nate Shellman for having him try to spell this out in layman's terms so that all of us can understand. Take a listen. On your primary residence that gets the homestead exemption, we'll take off everything but bonds and school levies. Everything else gone permanently. No tax except for bonds and school levies. Right. We'll also increase the grocery credit by $60 per person. Okay. And in order to keep the local units of government whole, we'll have to raise the sales tax by 1.95% to do that. Okay, so that would bring, so hold on, so you're going to raise, so T- property was, tax gets dropped except for bonds and school levies. On right. your home. On my home. Okay, primary residence for those primary of you. Primary residence. For those of you that have more than one residence. Yeah. For the people that have more than one, you know, they only get one. Only one. Only one. In, grocery tax gets increased for everybody, but now now $60. $60. Okay, because it was 20 bucks out of the house in, in two years. Yeah. Okay. $60 effective when? Next year. Okay. 2023. So the next tax return you file. Okay. Um, the, the big deal, though, is what it does to people's property tax. So we have some homeowners who've paid off their house. And they pay their property tax December and June, two big checks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually was talking to someone who brought their property tax notice. And what this would do for them, their their property tax right now is $2,600 in Meridian mm-hmm. per year. Wow. What kind of shack do they live in? Yeah, exactly. But with this, they would drop to less than $600 a year in property tax. $2,000 hardcore right there. Right there. Right there. Now, you said something else, and I don't want to gloss over it. Increased sales tax, how much? 1.95%. So we go to 795 Interestingly, if that same person in Meridian were to be looking at what, how much they would have to spend every year to be paying as much tax, mm-hmm. they'd have to be paying six figures. Okay. They'd have to be buying sales taxable items for double the median household income we know none of us spend that much of our income spend 100 percent of our income on sales taxable items most mm-hmm. of our expenditures are other things mm-hmm. so it's real property tax relief we're taking that we're replacing everything that's the local units of government that right. are not that are not going to get property tax from your home now we're mm-hmm. going to give them this sales tax money that sales so tax, the, okay so the increase in sales tax goes to the county goes to goes to goes to the water district goes to well it goes to the county the city okay. the highway district the it's not ambu- a local option tax it's just that they get district. 1.2 they get 1.95 well it's 1.75 pays for all of that okay 0.2 pays for the increase in the grocery credit yep all right but uh so their whole and we're not shifting any property tax onto renters or commercial property or farms or any of that stuff. So the they'll actually reduce the property tax budgets of all those local units of government so that that's not there to shift. And then it never comes back. State Senator Jim Rice yesterday on the Nate Shelma Show. Interesting.
There's a proposal. Way out of the box, I would say. Something we have not I'm, heard I'm, I'm of before. glad he could explain it in detail so some of us can understand it uh, a tiny bit more than we already don't. Your thoughts after uh, listening to that. By the way, if you want to hear the whole interview, um, it is on the Nate Shelman podcast. Just go to KBOI.com. If you want to click through on our fan page, it's also listened there. That was just one of the highlights. Him explaining his proposal, which, by the way, he will uh, give testimony today. Uh, apparently, he mentioned um, to uh, begin presenting this. What are your thoughts on this proposal? Sales tax would increase to almost 8%, 6% to 8%. All right, so this goes against what everybody's trying to do to get rid of the sales tax. It would increase sales tax. But as you mentioned, the example he gave, um, 2600 in property yeah. tax, that would drop well, down to $600, plus the, everybody bottom, would get $160 tax credit at the end of the year. Bottom line, though, is he's telling you we're going to give you some money back, but then we're going to need to raise taxes after that. Your now, thoughts. Now, do, do, do you see the problem there? Your thoughts, 208-336-3700, pound 670. On- Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.06. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Phone lines are open. We want to hear from you, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You just hear, heard uh, Idaho State Senator Jim Rice his proposal on uh, property taxes that would drastically drop your property taxes because the only thing that uh, would be coming uh, for property taxes, bonds and school levies, everything else would go away and would be funded by an increase in sales tax from 6% to 7.95%. Let's call it 8%. We'll round it up. Gave an example. A place in Canyon County, $2,600 in uh, property taxes currently, this would uh, drop their property tax bill down to $600 a year. Oh, that's pretty good. So in, in using that math, and like I, I'm just going by the math that he used, I've been paying five to $6,000 a year, my wife and I have, for our property taxes on, on our home. So dropping property tax down to $1,200, actually it'd be more than that because we live in uh, Nampa now, Canyon County property taxes are much higher than uh, property taxes were in Eagle. So... Dropping my property taxes down to around twelve hundred dollars a year, plus increasing my uh, property or my sales tax credit to one hundred and sixty dollars per person, so an extra three hundred and twenty dollars for my wife and I, and increasing my uh, sales tax to seven point nine five percent. I'm not going to spend thirty eight hundred extra dollars a year on stuff that I'm yeah. purchasing. So this idea will not bankrupt you. No, I, to me, I I like it. At least if it does pencil out the way that Senator Rice said it does. Your thoughts this morning. Tim, Boise, thanks for being patient and holding on with us. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Yeah, hi, good morning. How are, are you? you there? Yeah, yes. we're here. Yeah, we're waiting uh, for you. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I'm doing great. Hey, I, I appreciate this uh, this idea, and it's actually something that I've talked with friends and family about um, about doing the sales tax approach to taxes and increasing that because I think that essentially this idea is kind of like a consumption tax, right? It, because the more that people consume, I, in my opinion, the more that they put a weight on the public you know, system, right? So if you increase the sales tax, 
you're essentially helping people that don't consume much. They might make a reasonable income, but they, they don't buy a whole lot of things. Like, for example, you got the older folks that are on a fixed income. They're not consuming a lot. They're not purchasing a lot. They're buying minimal food, clothes, and, and it would help those people that have a larger percentage of their income going to property taxes versus people that are working adults and, and maybe in the height of their income earning years and they're spending a lot of money because they have a lot of kids um, you know, they're, they're buying a lot of things for their work or, or personal items. So they, they're putting more weight on the public system. So they should pay more in taxes, in, in my opinion. And, and so I, I feel like it's a better way to, to, to judge and bring in taxable income is, is tax people that consume more and people less that consume less. You know? All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Appreciate your thoughts. Thanks. Uh, Mike Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hello, Mike. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Are you there? Yes. Okay. Well, first off, let's not waste a lot of time. It's never going to happen. Uh, Senator Rice, if he really wanted something like this to happen, should have introduced it the first day. This is all smoke and mirrors. Uh, it's the same talk that we got the last few years. Uh, they are not going to address the real issue. And that is the senior citizens that are in that home, and they're getting taxed right out of their home. Uh, you know, California had the answer with Proposition 13, and that froze the assessed value until that house was sold again. And I'm just very disappointed, in that. and I'm a Republican. I consider myself pretty conservative, but they don't represent uh, the average citizen anymore. Um, and... Uh, you know, the sales tax thing, if a farmer uh, has to go buy a piece of equipment, of course, they're exempt from the sales tax. Um, it, would it have a chance if you exempt motor vehicles? Uh, because that would be a big increase on sales tax. But, again, none of this is going to happen. It's all show. Uh, the Republicans are going to say they tried to do this and they did that. And, uh, you know, the grocery tax, it should go away, period. Um but, uh, you know, the concept, hey, it's not bad. But, again, it's never going to happen. So I don't want to waste any more time talking about it. And why, why do you th- not think it's going to happen? I mean, you said Republicans will be able to say, hey, we tried this. It didn't work. Republicans control the legislature. Th- they do. And all the special interests, all the lobbyists are what control all of it. I mean, that's just the way the American system works. And, uh, again, it's too late in the session. It's just not going to happen. And uh, and you'll have different taxing subdivisions in there saying, well, no, we can't do this because we've got this project here and the spending and all that, and it'll get beat down, and it'll be put back for more research. That's just how the system works. Okay. It didn't work that way 30, 40 years ago. Uh, it did a little, but compared to now. Beyond the fact that you don't think that the, it's going to happen in this legislative session, what do you think about the proposal? The concept is not bad, except you need the exemptions in there uh, for, like I said, a motor vehicle. Just think about it. If you live in Canyon County and you need to buy a washer and dryer, uh, where are you going to buy it at? Uh, you're going to get in your big pickup and drive to Ontario. Uh, and that, that happens today. I was over in Ontario the other day, and the number of 1A and 2C plates at Walmart and all that were just 
the whole parking lot was that. Well, so you know, there's if, always people get around it. If gas prices get up to seven dollars a gallon, you'll waste all your money on gas going driving back and forth just to save the money on, yeah, on the taxes. And, and that's, and that's, <laughs> And that's and that's very very true. And sometimes we don't think about that. Oh, I saved twenty dollars by going to Caldwell to get this. Cost me thirty dollars um, in gas, but I was able to do. <laughs> I was able to save twenty dollars. Right, but again, it's the concept is is we we don't want to address the original problem, and that is uh, the influx of people moving in. The rates are going up. The costs are going up. And the senior citizen is the person here that is getting punished and punished and punished. And the legislature needs to address that, and they won't do it. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Gordon, New Plymouth, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Hi. Good morning to you. Boy, that's a tough act to follow. Both your previous callers seem like pretty smart guys to me. I, too, think it's a really good idea. I think the fair tax is the sales tax. If you've got plenty of money to do have fun with and Money's no problem for you. Um, then you're able to shoulder a little more of that tax burden. If you're really struggling, then you're less likely to buy things you don't need, and you can escape some of that tax burden. And and as the gentleman just before me and the before that said, um, oh, no, just the one before me said that if you're on a fixed income or for some other reason, you may be really struggling, uh, having difficulty hanging on to your property. And that's such a that's such a – really an emotionally supportive thing for a person if he owns his property. It's just a, it's such a good feeling with coming with that, to be able to have that. And if you've just got a tax bill hanging over your head that you could scarcely meet, it makes it rough. And then just so heartbreaking when people lose their homes. Um, I just think the sale, the uh, property taxes, it's not a fair tax. It's not a, it's right. not a good idea. So this proposal, um, do you think it's good? Do you think it, it's something that should be considered in the uh, legislator this session? Oh, yes. And, and I, I'm afraid that the, the, the gentleman who just spoke said, it's never going to happen. I think, I think our, our Republican legislators, yes, they're Republicans, they're Idaho Republicans, but I think they're, they're dancing to a tune uh, played by the National Republic Party. The, the National Republicans, I, I'm afraid, control our legislature and the banking, banking industry, property selling industries, legal affairs industries. They don't want anything to do with that. It's it's good for the banking system. It's good for the economy <laughs> in in the sense of the financial service industry for people to lose their homes so yeah. the, the banks can recover them and sell them to somebody else and keep the equity that have been paid it into so far. So Thank you for the, the industry, call. We're up against a break here, Gordon. Appreciate the thoughts. Thank Two, you. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wires. I, I, I know... Some people won't be happy. People who don't like, own homes. <laughs> true. Um, people who buy lots of stuff. However, people who don't own homes and would like to buy a home, this might help them. Because all of a sudden, you have more money to go towards your home to be able to pay if you're paying less money for your property taxes. So That's instead of paying you know, $5,000 or $3,000, whatever you pay in property taxes, that money could go to your mortgage payment instead of your property taxes. Your thoughts. We'll continue to take your phone calls and emails. This is just a proposal. Senator uh, Jim Rice on with uh, Nate Shellman on his show yesterday. If you're just tuning in, want to hear, um, he basically outlined what exactly what happened. He did the math for you. If you want to listen to the podcast, you can go to KBOI.com or click through on our fan page on Facebook. Your thoughts. More of your phone calls and emails coming up.
Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 919, once again, taking your phone calls. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Some out-of-the-box thinking by uh, Idaho State Senator Jim Rice, property taxes. If you want to hear the podcast uh, interview with Nate Shelman yesterday, his proposal, uh, going to be uh, giving that in uh, hearing today. Um, Bruce and Cuna writes in, I love the idea of switching the burden to sales tax. The drug dealer buying a brand new Mercedes doesn't pay income tax or property tax, but he will carry more of the burden. I like the idea of a consumption tax. However, chalk me uh, up in the column that believes this won't happen. Good ideas rarely make it through. It's, it's kind of a luxury tax, I suppose. Uh, the, you know, those of us who only buy what we absolutely need, you know, necessities and whatnot, uh, won't see a big hit. But the people, you know, who are like remodeling a house mm-hmm. or something like that, I yeah. mean, they're going to be hit huge. The um, I, I I do agree with you, and also the caller. There is no way in the world that this is going to happen during this legislative session. I don't believe, and the only reason I say that is because it took us three years to get hemp approved in the state of Idaho. Well, and it'll, it'll happen if they want it to happen. Uh, I, I don't think that uh, if, if, you were in the, if you are in the Idaho legislature and you are a Republican, I don't think that complaining like, we tried to get it done, it just, it just didn't happen. Well, that's completely your fault then mm-hmm. because you know, Republicans are, are such a huge majority in this state that if they just all want the same thing, it, it has to happen. Another email. Morning, guys. A tax is a tax is a tax. We will easily spend through the savings they are giving us in uh, decreases of property tax with inflation, interest rate hikes, supply chain issues, uh, international crisis, and everything also going on. Prices on goods are going up. They're charging us more on goods that cost more and more each day. Either way, the average citizen loses. Yeah, and that, that may be true, except that even if you don't do anything with taxes, all those things you just mentioned are going to continue to go up anyway. Yeah, true. You know, it, one has nothing to do with, with the other. We, just, were, we were talking about gas, and somebody said, oh, I just can't believe the gas prices are going up. I can't believe every time they come down, simply because so many things, uh, you know, there's a price hike, and then it'll never be below that ever again. Unless there's a half price sale or something, mm-hmm. you'll you'll never see that product. Uh, you'll never see the base price of it lowered. But with gas, hey, once in a while it goes down like a buck and a half or something. Mm-hmm. And, well, know, and like we mentioned, that? we mentioned earlier this morning, this is the highest gas is right now uh, on average in the nation that it's been since 2014. I do remember paying back in 2014 and complaining about it every time I filled up when gas was over $4 a gallon here yeah. in Boise. Um, it, there are people that are predicting that we're going to get to see what Californians see here in Idaho with gas prices rising as high as fi- over $5 a gallon. I hope that doesn't happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. I read a, re- a report yesterday that said somewhere in California gas is 7 bucks. Yeah. I think it's higher than that. Was it? It's probably, you know, the the road between Las Vegas and Los Angeles, where mm-hmm. you kind of go straight uphill in the middle of the Mojave Desert. Could be. 
my, my guess is if there's a, well, there, there's an old store out there that used to be a Stuckey's and they're probably selling gas for 10 bucks a gallon. Well, I, I know they sell uh, antifreeze for like $25 a bottle. Uh, Death Valley, because that's the only place you right. can stop. There's one gas station yeah. there that right now gasoline is over, I think it's close to $10 no, no, no. a gallon. You are a captive audience. So it's like you better fill up, <laughs> not run the chance of having to fill up there because it's going to be expensive. You know, just just doing the math, uh, when we took that break there, I was just doing a little bit of math of what it would mean, um, sales tax, for instance, uh, on something that you can't get away from. You know, because as people have mentioned, you know, when you make big ticket, if you want to, if you want to, you know, buy a, a new television for $500 or you want to buy a washer and dryer mm. for, say, $1,500, people will go to Ontario to save that 8% tax. Um, but in using a vehicle, you can't do that because if you're going to register in Idaho um, and not want to get, you know, a ticket for not registering in Idaho, uh, when you get your vehicle license, you will have to pay that sales tax no matter where you bought the car. How about when? What's that? It doesn't matter when you bought it either? No, if you if you go out of state to buy mm-hmm. your, your vehicle and bring it into Idaho, you have to prove where you bought that vehicle. What if I bought, uh, let's, what if I actually lived in Ontario mm-hmm. and bought a vehicle in Ontario and then the next day moved to Idaho? Then you just and, have and, to, and, yeah, and register if, the if vehicle. Yeah, if you just if you just moved here, you don't have to pay the sales tax just because you moved here. It's just okay. if you purchase the vehicle. So, but when you turn in your paperwork to get your license, right. they're going to see that so, and go, "You purchased this out of state." So remember to say that you just moved here. Yeah. Uh, well, you'd have to prove that you just moved there. <laughs> if your driver's license says that you live in Eagle, Idaho, and you said I live in Ontario um, on your vehicle, they're going to go, um, "Wait a minute." Um, anyway, I, I used the the example forty thousand dollars. And it, you can easily pay $40,000 for, you know, just a halfway decent used vehicle these days. So currently, right now, at 6%, you'd pay $2,400 in tax. The difference if they raise the taxes are that you would pay $780. Difference. So it'd go from 2400 to $3,180, okay, that, so that, there'd be a $780 difference. That, that feels like a hit on the vehicle. Right. But here's the deal. If you own a home and you're paying $5,000 in taxes currently and you would pay $2,400 on your um, taxes for your vehicle, you know, when you go and have to pay $3,180 instead at 8% sales tax, you you save a lot more money based on his math. And I haven't checked his math. I'm not good as math. I'm just going off of what Senator Jim Rice gave as an example. Somebody paying $2,600 in Canyon County for their Property taxes, it would drop, this proposal would drop that to $600. So on $2,600, they'd save $2,000. So you're more than saving that, you don't, just on the vehicle purchase alone. Mm. Plus, on top of that, you also get $160. They want to increase increase the grocery tax credit by $60 starting next year. Like I said, this is all math based on what Senator Jim Rice laid out. So I'm using that. I haven't had a chance to check on it. Uh, I don't know the intricacies of the proposal. Um, we'll take more of your phone calls and emails. Got to take a break here. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We've got Bonnie Raitt concert tickets. I right. promise we're going to give them away. Let's go ahead and do that right now. Pair of tickets, August 14th. Caller number six right now, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You have a pair of tickets. If you're caller six, dial carefully. Good luck. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI.
That's Bonnie Raitt. Believe it or not, that is the uh, voted the number three greatest breakup songs of all time. Yeah. I Can't Make You Love Me. I love that song. And I'm not breaking up with anybody, and I still like it. That's, that's pretty good considering how many breakup songs there are out there. William Way, congratulations. Uh, William Way of Boise, caller number six. Pick yourself up. Tickets to see Bonnie Raitt, August 14th. You have, you have time to uh, make plans. Get a date night together. Idaho Botanical Garden, we've got tickets to give away all this week, so make sure you're listening in here for your chance to win those tickets. Also, all this week, Boise State's final home game against Nevada is happening next Tuesday. I uh, already gave away a pair of tickets this morning, but we'll be giving away tickets all week long uh, leading up to the game next Tuesday. Um, you have a chance to win those tickets every morning and all this week also. We uh, continue to give away uh, $25 gift certificates to Biscuit and Hogs. So uh, keep listening in. Lots of chances for you to win all this week. Nate Shellman, uh, I believe, has hockey tickets that he's given away this week, too. So listen in to the Nate Shellman Show. we got lots of stuff you can win here. <laughs> News Talk KBOI. Taking your phone calls and emails uh, this morning, talking about the proposal, once again, from uh, Jim Rice, Idaho State Senator, who will uh, present that today. We just want to get your thoughts. I know... There's a lot of people that say there's no chance that this is going to happen in this legislative session. It's it's too late, and I, I I probably somewhat agree with that. But this is completely outside the box. Um, people have been asking for years to get property tax relief, especially for people living on fixed incomes. So, what are your thoughts? Now, I I've already said I, I thought this is very interesting, and uh, based on the mathematics that Jim Rice laid out, I like it. But I'm a homeowner. I like it because I'm going to save a lot more money with the reduction in property taxes that I am going to lose with the increase on uh, sales, sales tax. Taxes, right. So I like it, but I'm a homeowner. I want to hear from you. If you're not a homeowner, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you like this? However, I will say, because well, I, didn't, I didn't think about this. Generally, uh, the, you know, landlords have to pay uh, property tax. Yeah. So uh, if your uh, rent goes several years and doesn't go up it could be because somebody got a break well and that's what that's what i was wondering it's like people might be thinking well this doesn't affect me i rent well one of the biggest complaints right now is that it's ridiculously expensive here in boise to rent an apartment would this lower the apartment rents i mean if you're paying six thousand dollars less a year in property taxes for the place that you're renting out it would stand like, to reason um, that you're talking over $500 a month that you would be able to lower that price. I admit I don't go looking for apartments or pricing them very much, but as far as I know, rental prices have never been lowered. They've just continued to go up over the years. Yeah. Now, one thing that would lower ta- are rental properties. I mean, we have, I, I think the last time I looked, and I haven't looked in a while, but the vacancy rate for rentals right now I, is under 3%. If you have a 10% vacancy rate, you have no choice but to lower your prices to get people because you don't want to be sitting there paying for someplace that isn't able to get somebody living there and paying you their rent. That's where we need to get. that. We need to get enough building going on so that the rate of vacancy begins to go up. Right. Because at, at 3%, or less, it's just ridiculous, and they can keep raising rates because they have plenty of people willing to pay that amount um, of increases in rents. You know, we've we've seen it before in Boise. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been times when the rental vacancy rate was ten percent, and guess what? 
Prices have to go down because if you want to be competitive, you got to lower your prices. Um, if we get to that point again, I don't know if or when we'll get to that point again, but you know, you, you would hope that that vacancy rate goes down. We see so much building. Saw an article from Boise Dev. Um, there's over 700 uh, rooms, apartments that have been added over the last two years just on Myrtle Street alone. 700 on Myrtle? Over 700, I think it was based on three or four apartment complexes just on Myrtle Street that used to all be parking lots Mm -hmm. and dirt. (laughs) And they've had, that's over 700 that have been added in the last two years just on Myrtle Street in downtown Boise alone. The the more apartments you build, the better the chances the prices are going to be going down. It, John, it could happen. Yeah. John uh, John in Boise uh, writes, let's please limit regressive taxes like sales taxes. Perhaps reduce sales tax on essentials such as food and clothing. Bump it up on a couple percent of luxury things, jewelry and liquor. <laughs> Simplify income tax and make sure those that make 100000 plus are taxed a little bit more than those who are working two jobs just to be broke. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that, you know. Reducing sales tax on essentials such as food and clothing. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I, I, you know, I don't have a problem with paying, you know, an extra five percent on a bottle of whiskey. I mean, I'm a whiskey drinker. I drink whiskey, vodka. You know, there's a there's a sin tax that it's not something that I have to have. So if it's too expensive, I just won't buy as much. However, I have to have food. I have to be able to feed my family. I don't have a problem with that. Russ and Nampa writes, I guess more of us would be going over to Oregon to purchase big ticket items. I would still like to see no property tax at all once the house is paid off. You owe nothing else besides utility bills. Mm. The, only, the only problem with that, Russ, is, I mean, you still have infrastructure. You still have school needs. Where is that money going to come from? It has to come from someplace. And if you live in the house, you're still going to be using the roads. You're still going to be using the water. You're still going to be using the sewer. You're still going to be calling the police department. If you have a fire, you're going to be calling the fire department. Those are all things that you need and that you should be paying for in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, So those are collective services that we all use. I mean, yes, all of us, I think if you ask anybody, every one of us would say, you know what, let's not just pay, let's not pay any more taxes ever again for the rest of our life. No income taxes, no sales taxes, no property, t- nothing. Everybody would love that. But what shape would our country be in right now? <laughs> Some say it's not in great shape right now, but think about how worse it would be if no income tax was being paid and everybody it was, you know, hey, go live the best you can with what you have. Government's not going to help out in any way, shape, or form. Arlen writes, uh, who controls the amount received by the counties in this proposal and the other taxing districts? I'm sure the state will. Local control is lost? Question mark. I don't think, I don't know for sure, so I'm, I'm not going to say, but I don't think that it would be taken uh, away property taxes from the local taxing districts. I think it would still say with the local taxing districts. And according to the proposal, as, as you heard, in case you didn't hear it again, I will say, Senator Jim Rice said that you will, the property taxes will only cover bonds, and school levies. That's it. Everything else goes away and will be replaced by an increase in sales tax. Hmm. Okay. Jesse, Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, thanks so much for taking my call. Um, 
You know, I think the big problem we have with this uh, property tax is that it's de- it, it's coupled to being a homeowner. So you get a big mass of the population that uh, thinks they don't pay taxes for the fire department, the schools, and everything else, and it's only the homeowners. It would be, I think it would be effective if they could just decouple these taxes that pay for all that stuff from houses, make it so that you pay it separately like you do with your income tax so that everybody pays it, no matter if it's in your rent or, or whether you're a homeowner. That way we can stop all the squabbling and, you know, just pay the fair share. Because, yeah, it is a little bit skewed because, you know, when you – as a renter, your prices or your rent doesn't go up or down like it would with a homeowner. And so you get a bunch of huffy homeowners that get sick of property tax. So let me, get, let, me, let me get this straight. I just want to make sure that I understand what you're saying. You want to get rid of uh, grocery tax, property tax, all those taxes like that, and then just add an income tax. Yeah, just come up with a new way to tax that's not associated with, you know, the price of groceries and not associated with the price of your house because those things just go up and down. It's ridiculous. The income tax doesn't go up and down according to the price of a commodity or your houses. And they make okay, they do, well, I mean, I know there's a huge national deficit, but I don't think it's because we don't collect enough money in taxes. I think it's because they're squandering all of our money. Thank Always you. a possibility. Thank you for the thoughts, Jesse. Appreciate the call. Absolutely. Um, text message in at 208-336-3700. Uh, this would not affect rentals at all. Property tax relief on primary residences only. That's true. Thank you for straightening that oh, out. I right had forgot then. about that. It is only for your primary residences. I had completely forgot that Senator Rice had laid that out. It's not for secondary homes, not for rental homes. No, however, if, if you're... Uh, Property tax, if you are a landlord and your property tax on your own home goes up quite a bit, you want to, you probably want to make some more money. And the only way to do that is to raise the rents, right? Yeah. Um, thanks for pointing that out. That is, that is true. Once again, uh, Nate Shelman had a chance to uh, talk with Senator Jim Rice yesterday. If you wanted to hear the whole thing, we just gave uh, him trying to explain what his proposal is that he will present today. Uh, if you want to hear that, go to KBOI.com. You can check on it there listen to the whole interview. Uh, you can also click through on our fan page on Facebook. We'll take one more break. One more segment is on the way. If you want to give your thoughts, here's your final chance to do it. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.49. We told you that the uh, stock market had plenty of time to change. It was up in... uh, just before the stock market yeah, it was about uh, 100, opened, 185 or so. Yeah, just before the stock market opened, it was up over 200 points. It opened up. It was still up over 180. Uh, last time I checked here, just a few minutes ago, it was down almost 100 points. Big swings, big swings. Sell, buy, sell. <laughs> I I like to use it, you know, like my my dad always said in farming: buy high, sell low, and make up for it in volume. 
It's like with uh, the marijuana industry. You you buy low and then you sell really high. <laughs> uh, Craig writes in a uh, message on Facebook. I guess my only problem with this proposal would be go ahead and round up to 8%. I like doing the math in my head. <laughs> Hey, you know what's easier is 10, 10%. Easy, easy. Gosh, that's easy to do. No, 8% is fine. I, you know, I didn't understand. It's like, why not just go 6 to 8%? Why the 7.95%? Does it, is it like that whole thing on sale? It sounds better if it's 7.95% mm-hmm. instead of 8%? Probably is. Look, it's seven ninety nine. No, it's $8. I guess gas stations do the same thing when you see gas. It's three fifty nine. No, it's not three fifty nine. It's basically three sixty because it's three fifty nine and nine tenths. There is still no sales tax in Oregon. Is that correct? No, it's not. There is now. No, there is no sales tax in oh, Oregon. Oh, okay. So there's not. Yeah, All right. that's what people were talking about. It's like you know they're just going to take their money and go to Oregon to buy their big ticket items. Well, I remember the first time I ever bought anything in Oregon, it was probably something that was like two ninety nine. And I handed them three bucks, and uh, they were like, here's your penny. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. I'm really- well, and it also depends on what your big ticket items are. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you can go and, and you can go to Oregon and, and get all this. And it's like, well, where are you going? Portland? Are you going to drive six hours to go and, and get a good selection? Because if you're talking, if you're driving to Ontario, Oregon, and, and you're going to sit there and you're going to di- drive from Boise, you're going to drive, what, almost 60 miles into Ontario each way. So you're mm-hmm. talking 120 miles. So exactly. how much gas are you going to use? And then on top of that, once you get there, what are your choices? Walmart? I don't know. Ontario's got a lot more places than they used to. It's but, I a- mean, as, as far as big, huge stores, I'm guessing they probably have a Home Depot. I don't think they have a Lowe's. I could be wrong. I know they have a Walmart. They had a Walmart before we had a Walmart in Boise, for crying out loud. So I know mm-hmm. they have a Walmart. But other than that, um, they, you know, if you're going to go for big ticket items, you're not going to get a lot of choices unless you go to a big city. So are you going to drive all the way to Portland? Yeah, they've got the uh, the Walmart Supercenter on East Idaho Avenue. Uh, they've got Big Five Sporting Goods. This isn't this isn't like Washington and and Oregon living across the border because I had my kids lived over there. Mm-hmm. They lived in Washington because they didn't have to pay income tax in Washington, but they would do all their shopping in Portland because <laughs> they didn't have to pay any sales tax in Portland. They got the best of both worlds, um, and and being two really big centers centers uh, for business, you got Vancouver on one side, you got. Portland on the other side, this isn't the same. This is you got Boise, and then uh, if you want to dra- travel 120 miles from Boise to go into Ontario, you're not going to get a lot of choices unless it comes to weed. Oh, well, yeah, I suppose you have to go over there if you're going to buy that. And when you get, there, you get, it? You get, you get it? there, you got lots of you, choices. How do you get it back? Do you just put it in your car and hope nobody pulls you over? How should I know, Chris? I know. Why just, are you looking at it, me? It's, I, I, it's, it's, uh, Why are you looking at the one white guy? Oh, no, wait a minute. It's kind of a question for everybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you were being racist. I mean, I don't know. I thought that, you were looking right know, at me. I don't know how that works. Are the state police uh, just sitting there uh, on the border and waiting for somebody to go by that uh, I think looks altered? I think you have to have probable cause. Yeah, you can't just pull. I don't think you can just pull everybody over and say we want to look in your trunk to see if you have illegal weed of some sort, hemp, whatever, yeah. illegal hemp. 
I, I, yeah, I think I, I don't think that the police, the state police, can just sit there at the border and look for Idaho vehicles crossing over the border. Although if they could do that, they would probably get about one out of every eight or ten cars that would probably be carrying either edibles or or something back across the border just based on the fact of how many vehicles apparently that you see in the parking lots in Ontario that have Idaho license plates. Gotcha. Email in, uh, taxes are a zero-sum game. If you reduce it in one area, you have to make up for it somewhere else. Uh, the problem, real problem, is taxes on the elderly, and Prop 13 in California works for that. Unfortunately, anything associated with the C word will never fly here in Idaho. <laughs> California would be the C word then. Y- yes, I, I think that's right. the, the specific C word I, he was I talking about. love to be as specific as we are allowed to be. Um, yeah, I, I know Prop 13 gets brought up a lot, but I mean, even Prop 13. For as many people as like it, there are as many people who don't like it, that don't think it's a good deal. You know, so there are there are proponents uh, of it, and there are also critics of Prop 13 in California. But you're probably right, since it has something to do with California, remember, it's probably not going to be like. You remember Howard Jarvis, the old guy that became the, uh, sort of the spokesman, or sort of the face anyway, of, of Prop 13. Mm. And, then, and then he even got a part in the movie Airplane. He was the guy that waited the entire movie in, in the cab for the... What's his name to come back? That's about all the time we have for today. Thank you for participating in the show. Tomorrow morning, we'll have more tickets for Boise State uh, game next Tuesday. We'll have uh, Biscuit and Hogs and Bonnie Raitt.